I would like to, uh, through the scriptures today, as we prepare for prayer and as we get ready for worship tomorrow, I'd like to introduce you uh, uh, to three people. Uh, two of them are found in the book of Luke, chapter 2, verse 25 to 38. That's Luke, chapter 2, verse 25 to 38. Uh, in order to introduce the third person, I'm not going to read through the whole thing, but uh, just to talk about them briefly. Uh, the first two uh a man by the name of Simeon and a woman by the name of Anna. Uh, there are two people that are old in age and the scriptures tell us that they have come to the temple to meet Jesus. The time that they're living in is a very dark time, time of wicked idolatry. It is a time of spiritual darkness amongst God's people Oh, become in many ways very profane and irreligious. Uh, it's one of the darkest of times. Men despise God. And if you haven't gotten sick of me using the word dark enough, uh, the Gentiles, who at this time are outside the church, are in gross darkness. How do they come to the temple? In verse 27, we are told that Simeon came by the Spirit into the temple. In regards to Anna, uh, after Simeon had took up the child Jesus and blessed God and prophesied concerning Christ, we are told in verse 38, and coming in at that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him, that's Christ, spoke of him to all those who look for redemption in Jerusalem. Concerning Jesus, who did they come to see? In verse 25, we are told that he is the consolation of Israel, the comforter the nation should be and has been looking for. In verse 26, we are told he is the Lord's Christ, that is the Lord's anointed. He is the Messiah, God's appointed one, God's anointed one. In verse 30, we are told that he is God's salvation. He is the salvation that God has provided for all peoples. In verse 32, we are told that he is light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. We're also told in verse 32 that he is the glory of your people Israel. Remember, these are the people of the covenants and the promises, the laws of Moses, the divinely ordered temple service. But of all of those things, the most important thing is that the Savior of the world was born of the people of Israel. He is the glory of the people Israel. In verse 34, we are told, and I, and I love this one because it reminds me of something that is repeated so many times on this call, uh, I believe Stephen has brought this up so many times regarding the, the valley of dry bones. We are told in verse 34 that he is for the fall and rising of many in Israel. Those that are dead in trespasses of sins in Jesus, like Lazarus rising from the dead, 
He is for the rising of many in Israel. And finally, in verse 38, we are told uh, that he is for the redemption of Jerusalem. All those that are looking for redemption, he is redemption. Now, to drive the point home of who uh, Anna and Simeon are looking for, I introduce to you a third person. And he is not looking for Jesus. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us when we see him, he is inquiring of demons. He is praying to devils. And he is found in the book of 2 Kings chapter 1. That is 2 Kings chapter 1. And I'll read this for your hearing. Then Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. And Ahaziah fell down through a lattice in his upper chamber that was in Samaria and was sick. And he sent messengers and said unto them, Go, inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, whether I shall recover of this disease. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and say unto them, is it not because there is not a God in Israel that ye go up to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron, the first time? Notice that. Verse 4, Now therefore thus saith the Lord, Thou shalt not come down from the bed on which thou art gone up, but thou shalt surely die. And Elijah departed. And when the messengers turned back to him, as Ahaziah, he said unto them, Why are you turned back? And they said unto him, There came a man up to meet us, and said unto us, Go, turn again unto the king that sent you, and say unto him, Notice the second time, Thus saith the Lord, Is it not because there is not a God in Israel, that thou sendest to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron? Therefore Thou shalt not come down from that bed on which thou art gone up, but thou shalt surely die. And he said unto him, What manner of man was he which came up to meet you and told you these words? And they answered him, He was a hairy man and girt with a girdle of leather about his loins. And he said, It is Elijah the Tishbite. Then the king sent unto him a captain of fifty with his fifty. And he went up to him, and behold, he sat on top on the top of an hill. And he spake unto him, Thou man of God, the king has said, Come down. And Elijah answered and said to the captain of fifty, If I be a man of God, that then let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. And there came down fire from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Again, also, he sent unto him another captain of fifty with his fifty. And he answered and said unto him, O man of God, thus hath the Lord said, come down quickly. And Elijah answered and said unto him, if I be a man of God, let fire come down from heaven and consume thee and thy fifty. 
And the fire of God came down from heaven and consumed him and his fifty. Verse 13, and he sent again a captain of the third fifty with his fifty. And the third captain of fifty went up and came and fell on his knees before Elijah and besought him and said unto him, O man of God, I pray thee, let my life and the life of these fifty thy servants be precious in thy sight. Behold, there came fire from heaven and burnt up the two captains of the former fifties with their fifties. Therefore, let my life now be precious in thy sight. And the angel of the Lord said to Elijah, go down with him, be not afraid of him. And he arose and went down with him unto the king. And he said unto him, third time, thus saith the Lord, for as much as thou hast sent messengers to inquire of Beelzebub, the god of Ekron, is it not because there is no god in Israel to inquire of his word? Therefore thou shalt not come down off that bed on which thou art gone up, but thou shalt surely die. So he died, according to the word of the Lord which Elijah had spoken. And Jehoram reigned in his steed in the second year of Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, because he had no son. Now the rest of the acts of Ahaziah, which he did, are they not written in the book? of the chronicles, the kings of Israel. What is going on here? What is happening? And I hope, brethren, we can see this. It is something that we have prayed on this call so many times concerning our sons and our daughters, aunts, uncles, mothers, fathers, friends, family members of all kinds, churches, our communities, our nation, and the world. What we see here is what plagues men and women all over the world. If you notice, 102 people have died in a most unusual way. Fire of God coming down from heaven and consuming them. And even after all of that, the king still sends a captain of 50 with another 50. What is going on? That even his ability to reason and to ration seems to be blinded to the God of Israel. What has happened to him? And the answer to that question is found in Psalms chapter 10, verse 4. The wicked, through the pride of his countenance, will not seek after God. God is not in all his thoughts. Psalms 60, Psalms 36, rather, verse 1, says it this way, The transgression of the wicked saith within my heart that there is no fear of God before his eyes. The writer in Ephesians, verse 4, Chapter 4, rather, verse 18 says it this way. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 18. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in him, 
or is in them because of the blindness of their hearts. As terrifying as it is for fire to come down from heaven and consume all these people, the most terrifying thing is God is not in all his thoughts. The most horrifying thing is that he's alienated from the life of God, as the writer says in Ephesians 4.18, through the ignorance that is in him because of the blindness of his heart. Brethren, do you see this is the reason? It's the reason why Simeon and Ananda are so excited when they come to the temple and they see this Christ, they see Jesus. Because he is, as the Bible says, the consolation of Israel. He is the comforter that we are looking for. He is God's appointed. He is the Lord's Christ. He is God's salvation. He is the one that can deliver us from this horror that we see in this chapter. He is the glory of your people, Israel. Because what we read and what we see here is not something that any politician can deliver from. This nightmare, this plague of the soul. It's not something that any legislation can deliver you from. No matter how righteous that legislation might be, it cannot deliver you from that. And you can't tell me about, please don't tell me about your churches and the sizes of your churches, the eloquence of your speakers, how what seminary they went to, how wonderful eloquence they have, how beautiful speakers they are. Don't tell me about the books that they've written. Don't tell me about your conferences. Don't tell me about your church programs. None of these things can deliver you from that. But the Lord Jesus Christ, As it says in this chapter that we look at earlier on, he is the glory of Israel. He is for the fall and rising of many in Israel. He is the light that brings revelation to the Gentiles. And like Anna, for all those that are looking for redemption, when you see Jesus, when you truly see him, you can't tell, you can't help but go and tell everybody that's looking for redemption. That the only place that you can find it, that you find it in the Lord Jesus Christ. And like Anna and like Simeon, we, who are the temple, the temple of the living God, who are built up lively stones, a spiritual house unto God, we have now come together. And we've come for no other purpose but to meet Jesus. And as we gather on worship tomorrow morning, we come for no other purpose but to meet the Lord Jesus Christ. We who, as the writer says, our eyes of our understanding have been enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance among the saints. We want to know what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. We want to see him. And we want him to make himself known, not in the bodily rising as uh, Simeon did in blessing this baby, but we want to see him in the proclamation of the gospel, which is the 
power of God unto salvation. We want to see him in the reading of his word and prayer. We want to see him to make himself known in power. And for this reason, for this reason, we've come to see the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God bless you.